Welcome to Welcome Power, to Mondays. Power Mondays. Blue Mondays are a thing of the past. Your Mondays will never be the same again. We enter our weeks with energy. This is this Empowerment is Podcast. Empowerment. We are here to empower you, to inspire you, and to equip you. You are chilling with Nompi Lokomede, the powerhouse. powerhouse. Enjoy the show. Beautiful Monday. This is Paul Monday, and you are chilling with the powerhouse Nombilo Kumede. And this is the Empowerment Podcast. You know, I've been laughing, thinking how my life is changing since I've started the Empowerment Podcast at the Empowerment Podcast. And it is through your feedback that we get to prepare. Uh, the content that we're giving you because now since you're giving us feedback we know what you would like us to get and today's guest has been asked for by a lot of people in my circle they're like try her try her she's gonna say yes well i'll get that i'll get to to my guest later but for now i just want to update you that the empowerment podcast is coming to you every single day of the week from yes you heard right even on sunday we are gonna have a session so just keep on looking out keep checking our website um we enjoy equipping we enjoy inspiring and we enjoy empowering you every day of the week okay just on the feedback a friend of mine just dropped a long message saying she had missed a few sessions and she was going back to tune in so that she could catch up. So there is that uh, option of catching up if a few sessions. You can actually catch up on all our sessions, even the ones from last year and the year before, because remember we turned two in December. So catching up when you're feeling down, it will actually revive you to feel so much better. And please follow us on Facebook. It's hashtag empowerment podcast. On Instagram, it's empowerment podcast. We also have a YouTube channel. So just check out what we've been up to and just like and subscribe. You know, when you look at our pages, it will leave you feeling lighter and more revived. It doesn't end there with our social media. We also have the number that you can get us on WhatsApp. It's 065-615-6641. So, well, today I've got a, a very exciting guest. It's actually going to be one of my favorite shows. Well, on my Mondays are my favorite day of the week. We, we've discussed this long time ago that there are no more Blue Mondays because the powerhouse is here. So our guest today is from... I, no, I don't want to say too much, guys. I don't want to say too much. I would just like to welcome my guest. You've seen her on television. She used to sing in the Joya Celebration. I, actually, I don't want to give it away. I would like my guest, her name. Okay, let me just say welcome. My guest. Hello, 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 yes. guest. Hi, below. Hello. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much. I don't want to say your name. I just want you to introduce yourself because I know a lot of my listeners have been looking forward to hearing from yeah, you. Can right. you just tell us? Oh, well, I, I can give away just your name, not your surname. Her okay. name is Nebagazi. Welcome, yeah. Nabagazi, to the show. Thank you so much, Nambilo. Thank you. <laughs> it's such an honor to have you on the show. 
and mm-hmm. we've been seeing you making way out there and i'm so proud that uh, you know that you could make it on the show it's actually so humbling that you said yes to the to the invite no listen knowing the kind of person that you are and the things that you are into like i think you stand for the same values that i stand for so i was like definitely i mean we must make it happen oh thank you so much so mm. nela can you please just share your background <laughs> Where are you from and what do you stand for and what difference in Nebagazi? Wow, okay. That's going to be a, a, a mouthful, judging by that question. <laughs> so basically, Nebagazi used to be in Gansu, now Msomi, married uh, to a lovely man, Unomdai. Um, I'm a born-again child of God. My background, I'm from Tanzania, originally born in, and, and bred in the Eastern Cape. East London in a, a township called Mdanzane. I am the 11th child out of... <laughs> okay, do you like the right? Yes, out of a family of a total of 13, which would include my mom and dad. So yes, I come from <laughs> quite a big family. So you can only imagine the kind of upbringing that I have, because if you have 10 other siblings other than yourself, then it means you oh. are not growing up in a normal family setup. We are literally a nation, you know. <laughs> yeah, you find okay. all sorts of different personalities there. Um, basically, my, my eldest siblings taught me a lot of the things that I've applied in life. You know, you will find somebody whose personality type is going to help you fit into the different um, environments or, or scenarios that you're going to come across in life. You'll remember, oh, my certain sister dealt with a situ- situation that was similar to this while I was growing up in this kind of fashion, or my brother did that, or my mother or my dad. So I was really heavily blessed. It, it was a, quite an interesting journey to grow up in that family. Um, Christian family, you know, all centered around God. So in terms of what drives me, it's God, hey, because that's the one thing that my parents never wavered on. Like, you know, they always told me, all things will come and go, fashions will change, uh, people will change, opinions might adjust. But the one true thing that is the foundation of our family and the foundation of your life as a child of this belonging is God. So yes, God drives me, God defines me. And then everything else that flows, and I think that we'll get into as we talk in the interview, um, will be centered around that departure point, which is that I'm a born again child of God and any and everything that I do and decide to do usually stems from that standpoint, which is the brand that I am before anything else is a God-centered brand, period. Wow. Never can I get back to you, to your answer. You are the Um, 11th child, so you're the last born at home. I'm I'm the last born. (laughs) But not the typical last born type. You know, everybody (laughs) thinks last born things are probably very lazy, very Mm. dependent. I'm actually the opposite of all of those things. uh, Okay. (laughs) But I am a a last born. Oh, wow. You're so blessed. Um, I'm the opposite. But hey. Are you the the first born? Oh, gosh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Okay, Naiba, I've seen you as a guest speaker at a couple of conferences. Like, yeah. at some point, I'll just uh, turn on Instagram and then I'll see you there interviewing you. And I even saw you at an event organized by Kaba Africa last yeah. year. You did a bang. You're doing things. You've been invited <laughs> to spaces. When did your love for public, public speaking start? And who inspired you to start in this field? Other than anything, I know you had a lot of things, but I'm mentioning this one because I've been seeing yeah. you on this space yeah. and you're doing such an excellent job. 
You know, it's amazing the way that God works um, in our favor. Growing up, I was a very shy child, very, very shy. Like if if, if you looked at me, I literally in that moment wanted the, the earth to open up so that I can just bury myself because I just didn't want anybody to even look at me. And that, that's how shy I was. Mm. Then over and above that, I had a stammering problem. Like um, actually one or two of my siblings also growing up had a, a stuttering issue. So I was one of those who had who had that problem, but just a little bit. And because I was shy, it meant I didn't talk too much. And because I didn't talk too much, then it wasn't exposed. And then I got to, I think even in primary school, actually, mm. they, based on my English essays, I got teachers who wanted me to, to do, you know, like your end of year farewell speeches for if you're a senior, I think I was doing grade four at one point, And they asked me to deliver a speech. And because I had not yet grown into understanding or knowing who I am, I mean, at, at, at grade four, I can't even remember how old I was, but I was very young. So I thought, are you crazy mm. being called into the principal's office? I'm like, I'm the shyest child in that class, <laughs> probably in this whole school. And you want me to stand mm. in front of all of this, the school governing body, parents, all the senior pupils, and you want me to deliver a speech? Are you crazy? So I turned down that opportunity. I said, no. But because sometimes, I don't know, it's very important to have a teacher who, who, who not only identifies, but nurtures out the gift, right? Out of the child. Because then what mm. happened at that point in time is that that teacher said, okay, you don't want to do it. That's fine. They moved on to the, to the next person that was their second best choice, which is fine. Then I mm. carried on with my schooling years. Then I got to high school. Again, based on the things that I would write down, you know, if, if you give me a, 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 a pen and paper, I would write things that others described as being way beyond my years in terms of the sense that I would be expressing. Mm. Um, I found myself very poetic as well. So based on the things I would write down that my teachers would read, um, my English teacher, I think now this was like grade nine or grade 10, he was like, I'm not asking you, I don't need your permission. <laughs> If I must call your parents to come here, I'm going to do so. You are joining our public speaking and debate class. Oh. So I'm like, no ways. This is not me. Anybody who knows me knows that I'm shy. So this is a thing, right? Sometimes we define ourselves and entrench ourselves into what we've understood ourselves to yes, be in the past. Yes. Whereas God, God sows events in your life without you noticing that are growing yes. you into the level that he wants you to operate in without you even mm. seeing it sometimes. And because the lens that you are looking yourself through is the lens you've always seen yourself through. You are your biggest enemy because you underestimate yourself. So it took him, you got one teacher, but the second one now in high school to say, now I'm not even going to negotiate with you, but there's something that I see in you that you are too too close to yourself to be able to mm. analyze that is going to be required for you to prepare for your life. This is basically your line. So he forced me into it. Next thing, I, I think one or two training sessions, literally, I'm told there's a competition um, the following week we go and I place and I don't just place, but I win. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? Wow. <laughs> it turned out to be my thing. Um, so I went on with that from school um, district level to um, uh, provincial level. When you get to provincial level, you don't get kids from township schools. I was the only one from a township school. And you mm. get there with the girls and the boys with the twangs, you know, from the, um, um, there's like yes. Queen's College and whatnot and like, private schools, exorbitant fees that are being paid, and they speak with the greatest of twangs. And there I am, because my inspiration at the time is just Tabo Mbeki's speeches. I'm just giving them the authentic self with the, the mm. thoughts that I had in my mind, and I'm, I'm giving them these speeches. And then I place, and and, and and for the first time ever, it's said that a girl from Tanzania is going to be standing up for, for representing the Eastern Cape province at national level. I come here. Um, well and done. I, 
and we thresh it out. And again, here, I, I, I end up becoming a winner. So it's like, it, it was always a journey that God took me through to say, so that you can become not only a mouthpiece to win competitions here or there, but because I, I want the orator of my word, mm. then therefore I'm going to take you through all these phases to train you because the purpose that I have for you is bigger than what you can see as a 12, 13, 15 year old child. Sure, 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 yeah. sure, sure. What a testimony. God yeah. used your teachers to really build you up. Absolutely. So today you're not just a, a, a fly by night speaker. You've been wow. well trained and we are really getting from you. Sometimes when I really need inspiration, I even I even went go to Google, look at your previous talk of talks and oh, I really yeah. get inspired. Oh, thank you, sis. Thank you. <laughs> yes. So you mentioned or oh, did I get this from Google as well? You've completed your masters. Yes. What was it all yeah. about? Can you just give us a summary of your findings? Oh, yes, yes. So the dissertation that I did, I did um, doing research into um, the SMMEs within our country. Uh, basically, what I identified with the space that I work in, we, uh, we are basically a funding center. Mm. We allow businesses to, to breathe. And at times where it is seen that there is no hope for this business to survive, then we just cut the cord and we allow things or we allow the chips to fall where they may because the risks are just too high. So yeah. um, at one point, and that's not where I am now because now I'm with corporate investment banking, but at one point I operated quite a bit with um, small, medium and micro enterprises. And if you know, the people they predominantly in that space are going to be black business owners. Yes. So I found myself impassioned, heavily impassioned, burdened with the fact that more often than not, the businesses that we will close the lifeline on will happen to be black owned businesses. And because I was boggled by that, you know, I spoke to one of my bosses at my at, at one of my employers back then. And I said, I'd like to actually go in and do some research. Why is there such a discord between what all the big financial institutions country are able to do for black businesses and what the black businesses are trying to do for themselves. Yeah. Because if we're going to grow this economy in Umbilo, it's not going to be at the hands of the big corporates. The big corporates reach a certain ceiling of operation. They don't really come in with the niches of the society or come in to, 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 to provide a, a such a scarce market requirement here and there. But the grassroots level guys, I've, I've yeah. always had a passion for propelling them, funding development finance to make sure that they stand because they are the ones who are developing bright ideas. I mean, just like a, a small example, the guy who turned around um, 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 the history of banking forever was a simple guy who thought of an idea for Vodacom. You know that thing, it's like in the, in, it's still in the, an ongoing case yes. in the headlines because they owe him Lord knows what in millions of rands. So mm. it's the guy at grassroots level who God is giving ideas of how to turn things around. And I believe even now the solutions that we're facing are going to from businesses of that nature. So I was boggled. What is it that is causing such a great discord? Mm. So I went in and I did research. I went into these guys, did various surveys, did various interviews to try and understand what is it that we as financial institutions are not doing and how is it that we can bridge the gap? And lo and behold, the biggest um, 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 gap was always around costing issues because obviously banks are going to price for risk. And, yes. and, and, and that's the, that's the, so if you are a black owned business, the odds you getting funding that is more expensive than a business that is owned by a more established business, the, the odds, the, the odds are 
you are going to be priced more punitively, despite the fact that if I give you a bank loan at 20%, yeah. and you can't afford it, odds are there is no sustainability plan for that funding from the start. So it's a non-starter. So it's basically giving you funding only to have you blacklisted a year down the line because you can't afford funding at that level anyways. Whereas yeah. who, who, who have the, the glossy balance sheets, assets for days and all those things, those guys use those to actually score them 6% prime lending rates. Mm. And, and, and that's the discord that my research was trying to resolve. And the findings were presented to the banks to try and sort of find what whatever middle ground because i do understand you know risk is not a mitigated fact overnight you you have to find ways to get to the point where you are on common ground where it's mutually beneficial for both the banks and the smes so the the, the research continues you know it, it, i was not the first person to to enter that fray and I, i'm certain i was not the last and as i continue with my research beyond that level um i i still have interest but in a different niche but around that still um no. Because my bottom line is we have to find a way to make black business work for this country. We can't have a predominantly black nation that has the economy owned the list by that majority of it. So all these strides are towards making sure that it is our people who get to be more empowered in the land of their forefathers, ultimately. Sure, sure, sure. You working hard. Thank you so much. So the, this question that I have, I know a lot of people were going to think I was going to start with it. You know, when people, when you, when they see you interviewing someone, they have questions that they want to ask. I'm yeah. sure most of my listeners would want to know, we've seen you on Joya Celebration. Yes. How was the experience or how is the experience with Joya yeah, Celebration? Yeah, actually your question is so apt. It, 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 you're right when you say, how was it and how is it? Because I believe we're family for life. It, it never stops. We will never, ever uh, be apart, even if I'm not on that stage anymore. It was really awesome. Hey, Nombilo, it was also one of those things, you know, when they, the Bible says the the steps of the righteous are ordered of the Lord. Um, and that's literally how I came mm. across Joy Celebration. I never went for auditions. Like I said, even, yeah, no, I didn't. Really? Like I said. <laughs> how did you get the gig? <laughs> okay. So just because I've come out of my shell doesn't mean I've stopped being shy. So I'm still very much oh. introverted in certain respects. So, uh, no, I was definitely not the type that would go out, me, 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 see me, find me here. Even though, I mean, having experienced it, I definitely would have now looking back. Mm. But at that point in time, it was a, it was an off by chance thing, funny enough. Um, Utatum Kiza happened to be in, in Gatlehong, my assembly, my church's assemblies mm. of God. We were having a farewell um, and he was there in the audience and okay. I saw that at the time, um, I, my focus was just corporate, corporate, corporate. Just get here, work in Joburg, and, and grow in corporate. Mm. So the, my fellow worship team members spotting him in the audience, hey, they were pulling out all the stops that night. And I was like, I'm just going to stand here and back everybody up. And that's what I did for the entire night. Mm -hmm. The service started at 6, ended at 12 midnight. I had not sang not even one song. Um, when the service closed, the father of the bride, it was a farewell for one of the ladies who was getting married. The father of the bride said, um, I want the, the Catalan choir to sing because she was part of it. Okay, the choir sings after midnight and because the other lead singers had been singing the entire night. So one of them sings the song in the middle of the song. <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm just a silly person in general. In the middle of the song, um, she, she touches her throat, right? Mm. And then taps my shoulder violently, like take over this mic. And I'm like, okay, what the heck? But I, I take over the mic because she's like, her voice is, is gone in that moment. I oh. take the mic two minutes 
I sing to close off the song for her. I put the mic down. I grab my bag. I go to my car. As I go to my car, the the director of the worship team runs after me. Says, "Jadun Kize wants to talk to you." And I'm like, "Jadun Kize." Sure. Jadun Kize. Jadun Kize from Joy Celebration. Like what? Wow. So literally, at the parking lot. I got my car keys. I got my bag. I'm ready to go. Jadun Kize comes and he's like, "I'd like you to join Joy Joy Celebration." And I'm like, "Just like that." Like. Just like that, and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm privileged, I'm honored, I'm sorry, but I can't because I work full time, and I I left Eastern Cape saying I've come here to work, not to sing, so I'm sorry. And he says it's fine, we'll work around you. Then for wow. me, that was like, okay, this is God, it's fine, I, it, this is God. And I'm like, and then gave me the office number, and and he was like, um, blah 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 blah, go to this office tomorrow, this and that other thing. And the rest is history, as they say. You know, it was God. And and the thing is, it wasn't even the first time because. Prior to that, Dr. Chobuchongwan, I think about six months or so earlier, he'd come mm. to church, and I was told by those who were leading us in music that he was impressed with my voice and wanted to know if I wanted to join. Even then, I'd said no, I'm not interested. Oh, it can't work because in my mind, my limited mind was I can't do both. I must choose. And so, so when it happened, all the PMB SCF students were like, this. Was always going to be you because you remember what Pastor Mtuzinaba said on campus. Mm. He, he ignored all of us and he just focused on you and on the anointing upon your life. So this was this. So oh. I saw God was always trying to steer me to this direction. So when it was the third time opening up, I was like, no, definitely, um, it, it is God. So I called my mom. I'm like, Mama, Mama. It, it, my mom doesn't like the spotlight either, you know. But she was like, oh. okay, I can, I can read it. I can, I understand. So yeah, this is the rest is history. Yeah. Sure, what a testimony. Yeah. You know, I don't want to say this. Uh-huh. I think you must put this together. Oh, it's powerful testimony upon your life. And maybe uh-huh. just think about it and write a book. Because, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I'm sorry, but I'm, just, I'm sorry that I said it on air, but I think it's so powerful. And it can inspire a lot of people because some of the people don't listen to the podcast or the radio or whatever. Uh, they'll, they'll read it better and maybe feel you and understand you. Yeah, I hear you, sis. I hear you, you know. I'll, I'll, I'll put it to prayer, but yeah, I, I, hear, I hear what you're saying. <laughs> I'll please pray about it. Or oh, maybe yeah. it's because I'm coming from a, <laughs> a background of books. Just please pray yeah, about I know, it. Yeah, I know, I know you. No, you know what? Yes, yes. No, certainly. No, listen, it, it, it never hurts, right, to pen down your story. Um, mm. Because my biggest takeaway, you know, from that situation was if something is meant for you, you don't need to force yourself, you know. Exactly. To, to the front of the line. Wherever you are, go, God is going to make sure that that's the front of the line. So mm. if you find yourself needing to force issues force matters, force yourself into certain companies or certain people. Um, at times, God just wants you to be still and he's turning around the, so that you are at the head of it without even moving. You know, you are ministering to me right now. Oh, man. Glory be to God. Yo, Psalm 34. Yeah. Why the Psalm? This is your album. <laughs> just tell us more. Why Psalm 34? <laughs> You know, I'd need to like go back to my journey with God. Um, mm. well, when you come across life and all you find is that the enemy is trying to throw darts, you know, mm. like from every angle. And, and God gave me this verse, this scripture as a whole, but specifically the verse that I'm going to quote now. Um, I think it was like, 12, 12 years ago, 
you know, and out of the thirty-fourth psalm, it's the fifth verse, and it says, "They looked unto him, and they were lightened." Another mm, version, mm. You know, with joy, and their faces shall never, you know, and when God says never, their faces shall mm. never be put to shame. So, David understanding God and having seen Him, is like those who look like if you just lift up your eyes, because a a a a a bulk of the limitations that we face on earth nombilo is because mm. we're fixing our eyes on everything else except the author and the finisher of our faith and of because mm. before the formations of this earth where he was so there's nothing about the composition of this earth and its occurrences that can ever surprise the omniscient the omnipresent and the one who was and is and is to come so he gave me this scripture as if he was preparing me you know about 12 years ago that those who look to me are ever radiant with joy and if if nombilo mm. i mean i know we we see each other from time to time you know we don't see each other that often mm. but one common theme about my life that my friends or family or anybody who comes across you will tell me is that i am always radiating with the joy of the lord i shame sis i don't wanna lie to you mm. if the enemy if 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 the enemy does not get discouraged by the amount of joy that i radiate despite the things that he tries to throw my way and then mm. i don't i guess he'll keep trying me but he'll keep failing me because the bottom line is i learned the secret of just lifting up my eyes in patient and patient of what god is going to do i the departure point for all that i do in my life is understanding that i have a good god who is looking for opportunities to not only bless me but to make me laugh and smile So each and every day of my life, each and every day of my life, I wake up expecting a father was going to be tickling me one way or another. Just like you know, we are we are we are not uncertain, right, about the enemy and his hatred towards us. That's yes. the certainty that I have that God is in the opposite direction of wishes towards me. He mm. angle of wanting to see me win in life. So literally, as I as I as I wake up. And, and 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 David says, I will bless the Lord at all times. It's simply because he walks from a, a revelation that says, because I'm walking with a God who wants to see me smile and laugh. Like there's there's no day in my life where I believe that, oh, today God wants to teach me lessons through making me cry and and and, and be so anything that does not look like God, according to me, is not from from the Lord. And therefore, I'm always looking at the direction of where is what looks like your promises according to your word and where i find it is in his word and in looking up so this psalm cc has been my encouragement at all times they that look to the lord are ever radiant with joy because when you look to the lord you don't see what people see so at times people will be like ah shame why didn't this hurt why didn't that the bottom line is where are your eyes fixed because if your eyes are fixed on the lord he even shows you when this battle is going to end mm. he even shows you the next stage when everybody else is just seeing where you are right now you know right now um with with the covid and the, uh, with the coronavirus it's all anybody wants to talk about and mm. i've had lots of my family members de- at death's door um i lost a relative last week you know it's bad news every day yeah. but the one secret to the joy that i have that i will always have which surpasses all understanding is the fact that I've deliberately fixed my eyes on the Lord to say okay hallelujah because you are my author and I know you didn't bring me here for suffering what's the next page and the next page I always believe with faith is good nothing else but good thank you so much my sister um as we closing can we have your social media handles oh, where can we get you 
I'm on Instagram and I'm on Facebook as Nabagazim Somi on both. Okay. Um, we'd like to close this session with a song. Yes. Can you just share with us just your favorite verse that blesses you? Okay. I'll actually, because in theme, I will just um, sing a song that, that speaks about um, looking unto the Lord. Those who trust in the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount on wings like eagles and never go weary. Press on my brother towards the winning of goals. Just look unto Jesus as the source of your strength. Aba tembele kosini bayongeze lwa mandla bayonyuka njengo kozi banga katali bambele lamzalwane uzuzuzu Hallelujah. Thank you so much. Have a blessed Monday. May God richly bless you. Thank you so much for coming onto the show. We've been so empowered. I'm blessed to be in your midst as well. Thank you. Thank you. Happy Monday to our listeners. Until next week, continue tuning into Empowerment Podcast. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs)